every state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to the forum. <laughs> I go by the name of Charles Diamond, aka Black Bruce Dwayne Michael Carter Williams, here with Ali, aka Alan Carter Williams. <laughs> Raj, a.k.a. Unwritten, Carter Williams. Kendrew, a.k.a. Kenneth Michael Williams? I didn't I didn't mean to introduce a whole bunch of Carter Williams siblings there. <laughs> hey, he won Rookie of the Year, though, so. I'm the older sibling, so. Who took a picture at the beginning of the podcast? <laughs> I didn't mean to take a picture. I accidentally screenshotted. You know when you like lock your phone and my hand was already in the right corner? Oh. So I accidentally screenshot instead of locked. Okay. <laughs> was that why you paused? Oh yeah, yeah, that's why. I was like I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> ignore the first five seconds and start the pod over, but I think we gotta include that as an as a, a factor of realism to the podcast. No, I was gonna I took a, a selfie and I posted it saying uh podcast ready exclamation point. <laughs> New decade, new me. Is that yeah, what you? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's weird. I didn't. Twenty twenty. The hashtag of the forum. I didn't get your yeah. Snapchat. Oh yeah, I only sent it to. <laughs> this is never mind. I was gonna say yeah, I only sent it to close friends. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I see where we stand. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I like how you were like, oh, I was gonna say, but then you just said it anyway. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, because if I say that. I've learned over the years, when you say that, you will be forced to say it. So I was like, I'm not even going to go in with it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like saying, with all due respect, it's kind of just like, you can't still say whatever you want after that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, right. with all due respect, I agree. So the point still stands. <laughs> yeah. That was like when Mark Jackson was calling uh, the Mavs game on Christmas, and he was talking about how... Uh, Maxi Kleber and Dirk are from the same town in Germany and he was like that town is a town of like 2,500 people and then Dave Dufour tweeted out that that town was actually like 300,000 people <laughs> and, and Mark Jackson was just like I believe and it's apparently if you say I believe in front of any random crap you can just say whatever you want <laughs> I believe that uh, the Lakers started off 2020 kind of uh, shakily I don't know about you guys. What do you th- what do you think? They started it off very similar to nah, n- never mind. I was going to say how they ended it, but that's not exactly the case. All right. Well, Ali, we're going to have to get you. Uh, you, you you need to just speak with confidence. All right. You, you need to stake your claim in the ground. Don't be afraid to say what you have to say. I well, I was going to say how it's similar to the Christmas Day game, but that's a t- topic for later. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to ruin the topic for later. Is that one of those instances where you want to bow out, but somebody makes you say the thing that you <laughs> <laughs> exactly? Then you said it, and I was like, "All right, well, all right, sure, I'll say it." I like how also we've gone a few minutes without introducing the fact that Kendrew's here again. <laughs> what's up? Wait, oh, he's here. Oh, what's up? I thought he was on every pod. What the, What are you talking about? <laughs> which Wait, which a- which AKA were you? Uh, that was really funny, Ali. You should thank you, thank uh, you. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, that's especially important because Kendry was at the Laker game tonight, and uh, yes, you got a front row seat. 
metaphorically speaking, no. I hope. I don't I, I don't know if you're balling like that, but you had a front row seat metaphorically. <laughs> Wait, I thought, I'm unemployed. <laughs> I thought he was credentialed through the forum pod. Is that not what happened? I mean I well, think I mean, that I think sort of is. <laughs> it's like one of those weird credentials where only guests of the pod get credentials, like not the <laughs> <laughs> my credential is just me writing on the back of a Taco Bell receipt. Just my name on it in crayon. Uh, <laughs> Goes up to the media section and they're like, what is this? And he just has a screenshot of like the, the podcast. He's like, it says my name on the podcast. I'm I'm good to go. That's funny. I've been on two episodes, like it gets me in. <laughs> One time I wrote about how much I hate Patrick Johnson as an executive. Can I get it now? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't know my work? <laughs> <laughs> I get paid. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was um, I, I was I was able to see the Lakers almost blow a thirty-six point lead <laughs> because Rajon Rondo and Troy Daniels were just terrible. <laughs> I remember there's a moment where I was going to tweet at you and being like, you have to go to, you know, like saying you have to go to every game this season. And then I was like, oh, this, this is starting to look bad. <laughs> I was like, never mind. No, I'm just saying I'm 2-0 and this year. Uh, what am I? I'm 1-0. I'm and Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, if you I combine we it, we're 3-0. Yeah, which is a better uh, record than the Lakers have against the Clippers this year. Ah, uh, come on. That's just facts. Sorry, I didn't say uh, I believe before that. <laughs> that means it didn't count, right? That's what that means. <laughs> I believe those are just practice games. <laughs> so, like, being in the building and when Rondo checks in, are there boos? Like, I just want to know, like, I'm trying to get the pulse of um, Laker fans that are actually at the game. Are they booing when he comes in or is it, like, just kind of they just ignore it? Um, there are, yeah, there are a lot of people who are, there are some people who are yelling out Caruso or mm-hmm. Alex kind of thing. And I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm not sure if it was like talked about, but I saw him like going into the locker room and I was like freaking out for a second and then I checked mm-hmm. that he had a calf sprain, but a uh, right. few people around me were just like, we're booing. They were uh-huh. like, yelling, oh, me, I was yelling, why? <laughs> like <laughs> just, just questioning everything. Cause like, uh, I'm just going to point this out really quick like his uh i mean you know caveat here like plus minuses aren't the best with anything but he was a minus 12 in uh, 15 minutes uh-huh. he was just he was so bad there were a lot of possessions where he was just doing his patented i'm gonna dribble the ball for yeah. 22 yeah. seconds um hey ad supposed it up i'll give him the ball now and then it, it just kind of screwed up but yeah, he was. A lot of people were not happy with him, as they rightfully shouldn't be. He's awful. I forgot what play it was, but there was a moment where, like, ever, the Lakers were moving the ball really well, and they're mm-hmm. swinging, swinging, and it went to Rondo, and Kuz was open in the corner, and he faked the pass and attacked, yeah. and they didn't fall for it at all. <laughs> and, he, yeah, yeah. and then he ended up giving it to Kuz and, and gave him, like, the worst shot. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that play was especially bad because like I went back and watched like each pass like, over again and like each pass I was like wow like Phoenix is closing out and the Lakers are making the right decision like because because the the you know Anthony Davis would fake pat would would pass you know you could see his arms go out and whoever I, I forget who who closed out to him but he didn't he didn't react to the pass and that happened like three mm-hmm. times in a row and then Rondo does the same exact thing and they don't react to the pass and Rondo's like ah, f- what the defense is giving me. <laughs> <laughs> before this gets too depressing though can uh because can the lakers did win um can we talk about the first half kendry what was it like during the Yo, first half it was just um they, they started off 11 for 11 which is like insane um mm-hmm. and then even when they missed their first shot which was an ad3 uh they still like uh were able to rebound it and then like still score on that same possession but it was it was it was awesome like LeBron was just throwing all these like beautifully placed passes, just like pinpoint, like no look kind of thing. Like you could tell that he was just like having fun with it. Um, AD was getting everything that he wanted to. Like they, Phoenix didn't have an answer to it kind of thing, which was incredible. Like what do you, what do you guys think about it? Like what were your takeaways from it? I gotta, I gotta ask you, what did you think about that AD poster? Like did they show the replay like nine times at Staples? Oh, which one? The eighty po- <laughs> good good question. The eighty poster on Baines. Oh yeah, that was that was incredible. Because um, like you could see that Baines was like right there about to challenge it, but the eighty was like a good maybe. He was already up in the air at that point, and like when you you could see that it was already happening because it was a, a lob if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the, the crowd went wild, and like there were a few moments where I'm not sure if you guys saw the pass that uh, Braun had to Avery Bradley. It was just like a no look, and you could see uh, Bradley like cutting, and he was able to like score. But he had like maybe three or four no look passes like in the first half that were that were just absolute dimes. It was it was nuts. I want to just like mention um, before we keep going about the game. I felt really bad for Aaron Baines because immediately after the game was over on Sports Center, they just ran a package of Aaron Baines being dunked on by various big men. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like add another one to the tally. Um, so shout out Anthony Davis for that. Dude, um, have you guys, is there a more random character to have, um, uh, a, a Stan account? Cause like there's that Aaron Baines, like, <laughs> fan page thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to be fair, he's actually like pretty good. Like I think yeah. he's a player that every team needs stuff, but like not like a fan page type of player. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a similar type of energy that people throw Caruso's way. Like Caruso's a very good player and stuff like that, but he mm-hmm. gets like above. He gets love more than ever, and I think because of the type, like of the like of just himself. You can say it's because of his balding. I <laughs> because will be yes because of that. When they were winning, though, he was good, right? I think he was shooting like fifty percent from three. Aaron Baines. I think that's why. But now that they started losing, I mean, he doesn't look as like. That's great, but yeah, I would love to have Aaron Baines on the team. Just I wouldn't have a Stan account, but I think I would love to have Aaron Baines. You'd be on his island. <laughs> yes, yes. If Baines, <laughs> if Aaron Baines sounds like get, a Batman level. If Aaron Baines gets Caruso love, does that make DeAndre Aiden Rajon Rondo in this instance? <laughs> nah, Aiden. Aiden was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he's good when like the game is kind of out of hand, right? I see that a lot in Suns games. Like they'd be down twenty, and then he'll start putting up numbers. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't play well tonight, but that's kind of what happened. I think the Lakers went up thirty, and then he's like, "Oh, now it's my time. Like this is this is the time of the game I get to go off." 
Yo, Kelly Oubre, I, I like, I, I want him on the Lakers immediately. I think he's such a. I, I, it's funny because when he was on the Wizards, I always thought he was good, but not like. I always thought he would just, you know, he he's a decent player, but like he's actually like shown a completely different side to him in Phoenix. Yeah, no, and like shooting wise too. Like the other day, he had like seven threes, um, I believe, and then he had three today. It, he was he was like really aggressive, and like you could tell he was getting under bronze skin, um, like throughout the the game. Like he had a pretty hard foul on Bron. Like he oh yep, yep. smacked him mm-hmm. in the face. But like he was, um, I think he led the. No, he was he was second in scoring, just behind Booker. But he still had twenty six points, which was uh, he's nine of fourteen you know. from the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he posterized Javale. Yep, yeah. he they were that was at that moment. I think when he did that, they were down by like twenty something. Yeah, and he uh-huh. posterized Javale and just completely flexed. And in the moment, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> down by 20 something and then they ended up like making a huge comeback i actually saw a tweet about that too um because they were like no one would appreciate uh a, a flex when you're down by 20 after a dunk more than javel because i'm pretty sure like when he was with the wizards or something he dunked it and then did a pull up on the rim and smacked the backboard and like the wizards were down like 30 points at the time <laughs> so, so javel was like ah life is full circle here <laughs> Oh, I see how that can look kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and both former wizards. True. Yeah. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Thanks, Kyrie. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ellie, you were, you mentioned earlier though. I want to get to your your point though because you compared uh, you compared this game to the to the Christmas game, and I I, I think that's you should illuminate uh, what you mean by that. Well, Pete had a tweet. Uh, where he said, like, when um, the Lakers don't like it at all, when other teams, pu- like, punch back. Mm-hmm. And that's what exactly what the Clippers did in the third quarter. They kind of went at the Lakers and came back. And Lakers didn't really put a fight in after that. They they kind of went away from what their offense was, where they moved the ball around and it was, became more ISO-heavy and forcing threes and stuff like that. And it kind of became the same thing today, except... The difference was like just Phoenix is not as good of a team as the Clippers are, so it wasn't the same result. But if they were playing a different team, it could have been a very different result. Yeah, I I do want to say though I think like something in large part to uh, this game and how it differentiates from the Christmas Day game was like the lineups. Like I I think Vogel was trying to like just not play AD or Braun um, the fourth quarter. Like mm-hmm. they were playing a ton, uh, or they were just playing like the Rondo, Kuzma, um, KCP, Dwight, and um, like Troy Daniels for a little bit. But uh-huh. it was, they, they just had them on the floor for a long time to start the fourth. And it kind Agreed. of just felt like, um, you know, they didn't want to have the stars come in. And also, like, it, correct me, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but they had around like, eight points in those first nine minutes for the fourth quarter and that's unacceptable <laughs> yeah i think like a first of all i think a, a backcourt of rondo and troy daniels is like a fu to the whole team kind of thing <laughs> like if, <laughs> they started that fourth quarter the rondo troy daniels caruso case i'm uh, sorry R- Tr- rondo troy daniels kuzma kcp and dwight 
I don't know where you're gonna score from the, from that. But also, I think the big difference in this one, like I think the Clipper game, they really did like fight hard the whole night, right? Like they wanted that win. It felt after halftime tonight, they kind of just like this. These are the Suns, and we're up thirty. We're just not gonna try. And then it's very hard to like turn that energy up. I think that's the only difference um, in the things. But yeah, I think their offense kind of went away from what they did and AD looked checked out. I don't know if that that showed up like at the game, Kendrew, but um AD looked pretty checked out the last 5 minutes. Like he was not he was not trying to block any shots or um attack the rim or anything like that. His body language too was like whenever it was like time to like whenever the Lakers scored and like, you know, try to run back on D, like he was kind of just like he would be one of the last people to kind of get ready sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh which I found pretty interesting cuz but it, I I could maybe I could tell that he was like frustrated, you know, right. like imagine being up 36 at one point and then having two people. I'm, well, I'm not going to just put it on Rondo and Troy Daniels. I'll just put it on Rondo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of just, you know, kind of screw that up for you. It's like having a group project um, and you do like 80% of the work and then you have some group mates uh, screw ups that just don't do their part and you kind of scramble to finish up the rest of it, you know? <laughs> Well, that was ex- that. That's exactly what I was saying. Like, imagine just thinking that you you didn't even you didn't have to go in anymore, and then like coaches like looks at you. And you're looking at the scoreboard. You're like, oh crap! I know he's gonna call me in. <laughs> they basically were like forced to go back in when you thought like because you at that point like your adrenaline's probably gone. You like force your body to like or not force your body. Your body's like reacting in a way where it knows it's in rest mode, right. and all of a sudden you just got to go back in. It was weird too because at, at that point when AD came back in, when, when he got subbed in for Dwight, because uh, Kendra, you mentioned that like AD wasn't like you know given his normal hustle on 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 defense, and it was weird because I felt like Dwight was. I mean, I I felt like Dwight was given a lot of good effort in the fourth. Um, Dwight was pissed that that he got taken out. Like AD goes to the table, and you can see Dwight on the broadcast. He's he's got his hands on his chest. He's like me, and then like he he's like talking crap all the way down. And Phil Handy even says something to him when when Dwight's about to sit down. Um, and when I first saw that, I was like kind of pissed because I was like Dwight, like Anthony Davis is coming in the game, like chill out. But then I thought about it more, and I was like, I appreciate that. Dwight was the one who like he wanted to stay in. He wanted to like he like he he was fighting. He wanted he had heart in that moment. Um, and I thought that uh-huh. the Lakers didn't show a lot of heart in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I like I wasn't able to catch that because like I was sitting behind them and like uh uh two levels up from there. But um, you could like you could tell Dwight really sort of wants it. He's been showing like like hustle and stuff like every night, which like I like you gotta commend him for. Um, but you know, like he had to take him out obviously for AD, but he also couldn't buy a shot. And like when they were fouling him, like he was two of six from the line. And it's like, you need to get those points on the board. You know what I mean? Do any of you know when Dwight's contract is up? Cause it's, it's sometime in January and I'm sure they're going to sign, they're going to extend it. Yeah. I believe it's like the middle of January. Um, I think so. I remember Carmelo was like in the same situation and then yeah, he, had, he had like, five good games and they just immediately um assured the whole contract but um yeah i think dwight's like in the middle of january or something like that i'm not gonna lie i'm I'm shocked they haven't done that for him already well maybe they're waiting to see on um like the availability of other players i would be extremely upset if we lost dwight howard for you know 
I, I mean, oh, we'll, absolutely. we'll get there later, but like, I don't want to lose Dwight Howard for Darren Collison. Like we're, we're cutting off our nose despite our face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, come on, like just get rid of buggy, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yo, <laughs> I mean, there's rumors, there's rumors that he might be healthy enough to make a comeback. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then like, so should clay, you know, like clay toward his ACL, like, Early. I mean, of course, different circumstances, but like, uh-huh. if he's not going to be in like game shape to really do anything, and honestly, I'd pro- I'd rather have Dwight now than like wait for Boogie later. I don't know. That's just me. We're looking at Boogie right now, like the scene in Office Space where they get called in by the bosses, and like, what is it you say you do here? <laughs> <laughs> I I know he doesn't play, but chemistry is so important to this team. And I feel like he's a like he's a big part of that chemistry. Even though he doesn't play, he still plays that role. Not saying not saying not like defending him, just saying like there's like different parts to it as well. It's not just chemistry too, right? Obviously I keep jumping ahead to talk about Darren Collison, so maybe we should talk about it later after we finish the game. But <laughs> uh, in the Woj article about Darren Collison, one of the points he made was that Collison, you know actually I think I saw this on Twitter actually. Collison had one of his best seasons with Boogie while he was on the Kings. So obviously they right. know each other. So it's like having Boogie there obviously is a is a an inroads into getting other players as well. So it's like, you know, he's here to stay. Boogie sells him on joining the Lakers, and then he gets cut for it, so they can sign him. <laughs> well, Boogie has, like, the similar issue that Rondo gives. Like, he's respected as an all-star still, right? Even though his production maybe won't be an all-star level, it probably won't when he comes back, but he's respected in that in that way, the same way. That's why Rondo still gets minutes. So, I mean, there's, like, a good and bad to that. And they're both pretty much assistant coaches right now. It's kind of how I see it. One just still gets playing time because he's healthy. But um, yeah, that's kind of. I don't think he's gonna get. He might get cut for like Iguodala, but I mean, I don't think they they still have um, Troy Daniels. They can cook. They can cut um, for Derek Collison. So yeah. Did you hear that Freudian yeah, like, slip? Troy Daniels. They yeah. can cook. Cut them both. <laughs> <laughs> cut them both. Sorry. Yeah, not like just if, if we compare like Rondo and Boogie's situations, like like Rondo's actively bad, right? Like. Boogie is in this situation because she got hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. And honestly, I'd rather have like you know six foot nine, one ACL intact Boogie out there than Rondo. And that I don't know. Maybe I'm just like the biggest Rondo hater. If if we're being realistic though, if there was one person to be cut, I feel like it have to have to be Cook or Daniels, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no question. But they were telling me on Twitter that Cook has like trade value, I guess, with his contract. So that's why Troy Daniels will be cut first. Um, and he only has a one-year deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, I could see Cook being like then. Yeah, I could see that. And I hate beating a dead horse. I mean, not that you should beat dead horses, but uh, like when I, <laughs> when you tweet about Rondo, it feels like you're just kind of adding on to like a pile of tweets that are already there. But man, he comes in and just like kills the flow. You know what I mean? We were up like thirty, and he came in, and the lead I think cut uh, cut to twenty five, and they were like, "Rondo's gonna make the stars come in, isn't he?" And that's exactly that's exactly what happened. Dude, one of the um one of the worst like possessions I think it was still in like the first half, and they were still up. Was uh, Rondo was dribbling the ball? AD was posted up, and then oh, AD yeah. just like has the ball. Rondo literally runs two circles around AD in hopes of, like, trying to get open. And then AD literally looks at him, like, shakes his head and passes it to 
um, KCP, I think. And I, I literally just started laughing because I was like, <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> All right, I want to say one thing, um, one positive note uh, while we discuss the Lakers' listless performance. Yo, Avery Bradley is like climbing up the ranks of my favorite Laker. That the, his start today, like I was like I was like, did Avery Bradley monster Devin Booker because he was just like hitting his little pull ups. Uh, also, the master of the long two. <laughs> He was like seven for eight with 14 uh, points, and all of his shots were like right at 21 feet. <laughs> yeah, he went he went nine for 11 with no threes. <laughs> and no free throws. In fact, the two misses he had were from threes. <laughs> I mean, if there's, I mean, to add on to that, sorry if I interrupted, but... Um, that was also kind of good on Vogel to keep him on because you could tell that like Avery Bradley was like hot and yeah, typically mm-hmm. he gets like subbed out and like he stayed in for like most of the first and I was like, all right, yeah, like it, I mean that's that's good on Vogel to like recognize that like he's got the hot hand and you got to ride that sometimes, yeah. Yeah, why not? Because also Crusoe was like they I think they knew of Crusoe's injury because in the interview after the game he like they knew about this injury from two days ago. Oh man, or something like that. So. Uh, but they said they were he was good to go at the time. Um, but yeah, if you know like what you, his backup is like hurt in a sense, like why not just let him ride? Is anybody concerned about this Caruso injury? Not really. What what game did he suffer? I don't. I'm not even sure. I I have no idea. Okay. They said it was. He's been dealing with it for a couple days. I think it was the game before last. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe, I might just be. I believe it was the game before last. Oh, okay. I, I don't actually know. I was just throwing the. I was just throwing the. I believe in there. Go ahead. Was it the? Was it against the Blazers or was this just part of the bit? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was part of the bit, but I also believe it might have been against the Blazers. <laughs> I hate that we found out like in the late third because the all of Twitter was about to burn down. They're like, why does he only have three minutes? And then finally yeah. we got like the oh he's out and they're like oh everyone like apologized for their <laughs> for their rage tweets they're like, <laughs> they're like I'm sorry I didn't know this. <laughs> My favorite thing was the Kuz tweets that I was seeing because like in the beginning Kuz was on fire like oh, he yeah. came out hot and then he started like missing shots and everyone's like oh here's Kuz this is the normal Kuz huh? <laughs> we need summer league Kuz back. But Dude, you guys saw his dunk though, right? Yeah, his dunk was not. He, I've always been a fan of his dunks. He, because like he always has the same dunks, but they, he always throws it down really hard, which I respect. Mm-hmm. He did a little celebration too. I like that. I like that hypeness. Um, quick, quick, quick aside to Kuz. I, I was watching the post game scrum uh, in the locker room, and someone asked him about his hair. Um, because uh-huh. apparently the fans were saying like you know were singing real Slim Shady behind him. And yo, he was not amused <laughs> at all. <laughs> like he was like, "Yeah, I just wanted to do something different. It's my hair. I like it." And I was, I was like, "Oh, geez." <laughs> Kuz has been like that a little bit this year with like media. Anytime you watch like post game interviews in the locker room, his answers are like kind of short. They're not comical. They're just they're always like straight to the point, which is fine by any means. You can answer however you want, but. He's like he he's very quick with his answers. 
He's like, this is a good team now. Like, I don't need to talk to y'all. Like, what you- <laughs> <laughs> He's just mad that he looks like the henchman from Rush Hour 1. <laughs> I, just, I just watched that the other day. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Rush Hour 2 is my favorite movie of all, of all time, but you got you to gotta appreciate the setup. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Rush Hour 3 was my favorite, but it was, I think it's just because, like, Rush, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, Rush Hour 1 and 2 came out, and then 3 didn't come out for a long time, so, like, I loved the first two, and then, you know, you're waiting on the third one, and it finally came out, so I think that's why I appreciated that one the most. No one agrees, okay? That's fine. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> I was trying to find something to compare it to. Honestly, I was trying to think of a Star Wars comparison, but it just fell flat on his face, so I was just like, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> that was like the Rajon Rondo of the Rush Hour trilogy. What? No. <laughs> no, that's so wrong. I got you, Rick. <laughs> just any comparison works here. Thanks. Was, am I wrong by thinking they're making a Rush Hour 4? They've been they've been saying that for years, man. Are they a little too old to be making Rush Hour Four? I mean, J- Jackie Chan's making a movie right now where he's doing like stunts. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. How about um Chris Tucker? If if Martin Lawrence and 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 Will Smith can make Bad Boys for Life, I think we can get a <laughs> we can get a Rush Hour Four going. <laughs> Dude, what happened to Chris Tucker, man? He he let himself go like, jeez. <laughs> Martin Lawrence did too. Well, I mean, he also he always was kind of like bordering the, uh, you know, that yeah dad bod sort of spectrum sort of thing, you know. I'm pretty sure Chris Tucker like like became a Christian. Like he he was like born again. I'm, I'm no, I'm being serious. Like he like he like found Jesus or something. That's why he got fat. I'm saying you know maybe he was like you know Lord Lord put. You know, this fried food and all these sweets. wafers. <laughs> Started going to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. All, the, all this communion wine. Chris Tucker ate everything he made from Rush Hour 3. Like that. It just all went to his body. Y'all have me Googling Chris Tucker right now. I know. Speaking of um, Christians, though, like, isn't there, like, some almost NBA free agent that was also pretty religious? That made the news recently. Jamal Crawford. <laughs> I just wanted to. I was. I was doing that on purpose, so I appreciate <laughs> you. You finding that segue smoothly. You got you, bro. I love that Kendrick tries to get us get us on track. Like try to stop all the banter right away. He's just like <laughs> this is the NBA <laughs> podcast, guys. Like, <laughs> you gotta let the p- b- banter happen. Enough with the banter. This isn't the forum. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it's hard. It's that hard was, to be. That was really good. It's hard to be clever so like that on the fly, and I just I can't. I don't have all that to expend. All right, I gotta save it. <laughs> I gotta save it <laughs> for where it's appropriate. <laughs> all right, Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes, Darren Collison. I, I'm just saying, there's a correlation between um, him uh, choosing to kind of get back into the WNBA and kind of, you know, show, shying away from the religious responsibilities and Kanye dropping some gospel albums. Wow. <laughs> it's almost like Kanye dropped the gospel album and Darren Collison was, like, looking up at God like, is this what you want? Oh, then I'm, I'm out. I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not in favor of this. I can't be on this side. Like, I gotta switch. 
I do not want to play for this team. <laughs> Plays the first 20 seconds of the first song. Nope. No. No. Oh, man. I am now Jewish. <laughs> so, I feel like there's been a lot of talk about how great Darren Collison would be. Obviously, like he would be great as an addition to the rotation. Um, and if he is, you know, looking at the Lakers, that's fantastic. But the thing that I feel like is under discussed is there's already a crowded backcourt for the Lakers where I'm sorry, there's a crowded backcourt that is not a meritocracy. So I would anticipate that problem just exponentially getting worse <laughs> with the addition of Darren Collison. Am I crazy for that? So like my, in the ideal world, what you'd have, or like what I would imagine is where Lakers would sign Darren Collison and he'd come off the bench and be that second, like be the, be the second unit, like uh, uh shot creator and everything like that for Lakers. And you'd have Rondo not playing. I feel like that's where, you know, you can maximize that signing. But again, you never know with how it's going to go with Rondo. Yeah, I agree. I think Pete talks about this as well, and I think it was locked on Lakers. But you can't just have anybody come in, right, and take those minutes. But I think Darren Collison is some guy that can. Like he, I think he's 32 years old. Um, he's a veteran. Um, he played on winning teams, and he's a guy that if t- he takes his minutes. He's like a respected veteran around the league, right? And uh, he could come in and take those minutes. Same with like a Derrick Rose or something like that. But obviously, Alex Caruso is a little tougher with like the political the political side of what's going on. Um, but yeah, I think Derrick Collins is a guy that can take his minutes and it not be lost in the locker room of why why he's doing that. He's just too good to like not play. Like the guy shot like f- I think like forty percent on catch and shoot threes. He's like in the seventy percentile in pick and roll ball handling. Like he he has to play if he if he comes. Yeah, that's um, it's it would be really bad if like the minutes that he were to get, let's say, if you were hypothetically to go to um, the Lakers, like if it eats into Caruso's minutes, that's just counterintuitive. Like mm-hmm. it, it's kind of clear that like we need some sort of help that's not Rajon Rondo. And like maybe is a little bit better in terms of um, skill wise compared to Caruso. You know what I mean? Like, he he. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say like I mean, of course, like I, I would still rather have Iguodala at the top of the list, like no question. Um, but you know, Carlson wouldn't be bad. But then again, he'd also have to work his way into the team in terms of like you know, this is it's not like this is a team that's like trying to stay afloat. It's like this is we're first in the West right now. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, like there would have to be, I feel like something sort of drastic for them to shake up things. And am, am I wrong for thinking that? No, you're not wrong for thinking that at all. Uh, he, he left to like uh, preach uh, about like Christianity, right? He retired for that reason. Yeah. He was, he was a Jehovah's witness. And I think he wanted to do like missionary work. If I, mm-hmm. so, I, I know this is me probably overthinking, uh, but has has he been playing basketball often? Has Rondo been, ba- been playing you. basketball? Like, let's be real. Nah, you're going to make the same joke. <laughs> Fair point. Well, well you, is your was your point that you don't know if he's ready to... Yeah, like, I feel like it's going to take him a while to, like, get back into, like, 
basketball, not basketball shape, but like, I'm well, no, basketball shape is fair to say because like his stamina and everything like that. Because if you're away from the game for that long and then like you're getting back into it, it's like as if you had an injury and then you're getting back into it if he hasn't really played all that much. But again, we don't know the answer to that. No, that's a fair, um, that's a fair way of looking at it because there hasn't been, um, and it, especially like since uh, it's so far into the year already, it's like we can't, you know, get him into game shape throughout yep. the year. You know, mm-hmm. that'd be really difficult, especially like, um, uh, you know, on a team with title aspirations. Right. Also, I think Woj's report said he wouldn't even come back till after February um, 6th, which is still like a month and five days away. So I'm sure mm-hmm. um, between that time, he'll be working out or whatever. I mean, we only need him for like 15 to 20 minutes a game, right? Like, to be honest, to take those minutes, it's it shouldn't be too. We're not asking him to be a starting point guard or, you know what I mean, or play 30 minutes a night or anything like that. And I think I think that he's more than capable of doing that. I I read that Woj tweet and I got psyched from it. But then you read the other part and it's like Clippers, so it can be either huge or it can be like horrible. Like I wish it was Lakers and I don't know Phoenix or Lakers and Indiana. But also like the Clippers are also like have a ton of guards. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think their financial situation might be better than the Lakers. From I don't know the logistics of it. I think I I think the Lakers might have more just because of their like injury exception with Boogie. But I could be wrong. But that's only one point seven eight. I think. Ye- right. So they they can offer the one point seven. They have the one point seven five million disabled player exception, and the Clippers can only offer the veteran minimum, which I think is like. Almost a million or something like that. Okay. So, oh, yeah. okay. Word. Yeah. I was right. All right. Go me. <laughs> Not only that, but also, <laughs> like, it's like you said, Kendrew, like, if, if Darren Collison goes to the Clippers, what does that mean? Like, Lou Williams plays less? Okay, thank God. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just less minutes for uh, Landry Shamit. Like, and Landry Shamit's a trigger from three point. I, I don't I don't know. I just <laughs> that dude literally looks like Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a reference. <laughs> I mean, people should know who that is. He's in the pop culture zeitgeist. I can spell that word. Yeah, P O P. See, hold it down. <laughs> Mama, love you. <laughs> The hilarious part of the Woj report is it said that Darren Collison played with Doc Rivers for a year, or played for, played for Doc Rivers, which is true, but he played for Doc Rivers for one year. He played for Vogel for two, which never showed up in that in that article. So. <laughs> did he talk about? Did he? I, I didn't read the article. Did he? Did he bring up at all about Demarcus and LeBron being in his like uh, retirement note? No, I think that didn't make the cut. Like I think there were not enough. Um, it was a word limit. I'm sure. Ah, yeah. Uh. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Those suck. If there's one thing I appreciate about this report, it's that we can all gang up on Woj again. I miss that aspect <laughs> of, of the offseason. Just the general <laughs> hatred of Woj, just biased reporting. <laughs> yeah, like I was on like the uh, man, like people are overreacting, and then like you kind of look more into him, like, oh, this dude's in their pot. Like, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> 
I mean, I knew it was fishy when Lee Jenkins got signed by the Clippers and then was on Woj's pod 22 minutes later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, there's some partnership here, I see. (laughs) Oh, real quick, can I just... Can we just talk about how, like, fake um, the the Clippers, um, like, marketing campaign stuff, like, the whole Lee over me, it. um, like, squad over self kind of thing. And it's like, they try to build themselves up into this sort of, like, um, like, every man sort of attitude that they've uh-huh. kind of come from nothing, which, I mean, they did, but, like, your owner is this 15th or 16th wealthiest person in the world. Like, <laughs> get out of here with that. Also, those bus ads are trash. I drive by uh, one on the billboard at like any time I go to El Segundo, and it's you can't take your eyes off of it. It's just so corny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. Hey, speaking of corny, um, did you why'd you why'd you go to El Segundo? Did you did you leave your wallet or? Sorry, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> that, that, I hope somebody got the tribe call quest reference at least. <laughs> I, I only, I'm going to be that honest, I only got it because I remember it was in a Mike Trudell tweet and, yes. and like people, and people were calling it out and that's how I knew. I was, uh, that, that was a, that tweet belongs in the Raptors of Mike Trudell's arena. Seriously. I think he, I think you, I think the reason I saw it or like realized it was a, a quote from that was because you said something to his tweet. Oh. Well, then I just made the same joke twice to you then. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Darren Collison aside, though, I think the Lakers schedule for the beginning, I think the, the, the entire first half of January is like relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it. I feel like before this game, I was excited about that. And now that, you know, we gave up a 36 point lead to the Suns. I feel like all this stretch of games is going to do is sort of reinforce the bad habits that everyone has been talking about how the Lakers need to get out of those bad habits. Um so I'm kind of like not as excited. <laughs> well, I mean if the Lakers lose to the Knicks, like maybe that's time to start panicking and also that um Big Market Blues podcast is going to be a must listen. <laughs> I think we might skip that week. <laughs> I mean, we still got up 40, though, right? Like, I mean, let's not lose what happened here tonight. We got up 40 and then pretty much didn't care the third quarter, and then it's kind of hard to turn it around. I mean, I don't See, think I don't think that'll happen every night. But also against, like, our next game is against New Orleans. I don't think AD takes that night off. You know what I mean? I don't think, like, it's the third quarter, they're up 25, and he's like, yeah, let me take a break. Like, I think he, he keeps the foot on the gas pedal in that kind of game. You're just going to imagine, like, every player that he's playing against is Del Demps, and he's going to take it personally. <laughs> like, like the water boy. Like the wa- it becomes... Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what yeah, I was going to exactly say. That's like exactly yeah. what I was going to say. LeBron just goes behind him and tells him, like, hey, I heard <laughs> I, I heard Julius Randle said something about Del Demps. He loves Del Demps. What? <laughs> Anthony Davis is just going to be sitting on the block like, alley-oop fuel, alley-oop fuel. <laughs> Raj, you've seen Waterboy, right? I've seen what? The Waterboy. Oh, yeah, with Adam Sandler? Okay, just making sure. Yes, sir. Yeah. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't watch too many movies, but I've seen, I've seen that one. 
it's such a good movie. It's well, so I mean, good. It's it's kind of you obviously couldn't put that out like now, uh, just <laughs> due to the circumstances of the character. <laughs> but yeah, that movie was so funny as a kid. That would yeah, not work good. nowadays. <laughs> the longest yard was really good too. Yeah. Was good. I made a longest yard reference at work the other day, and people just started dying. What was it? I, I, I can't remember, unfortunately. Then it never happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't believe it. <laughs> people started dying, and you can't remember the joke. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Caused all these people to pass away. <laughs> um, the great thing about this month is that the Lakers play the Celtics on January twentieth. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait. This could be a big month because they play the Clippers and the Celtics. So if they beat both of them, <laughs> Lakers Twitter is going to be at an all-time high. So it's it's also because yeah. they, they play the Rockets. They play the Rockets on national TV, too. Uh, Rocket, so Rockets, Clippers, and Celtics all on national TV this month. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a... There will be plenty of takes come February. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I, this is either going to go really well or really bad. <laughs> Dude, because... You know, I mean, I'm not sure about you guys, but like, how annoyed were you like that they lost on Christmas? Uh, it, it, like, I, my, the rest of my night was like ruined. ruined. I try to act positive and everything and try to be social, but I could not. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Ruined. Yeah, I'm glad they beat Dallas because if they didn't beat Dallas, I would have been in like a pretty bad mood. But up until the Dallas game, I felt pretty bad. But after that, it felt a lot better. We bet it, we beat a good team. I was like, oh, this team's still real. It still exists. Yeah, I was actually really surprised with like how well they were able to handle Dallas. Right, Raj, you said something though. We were we were sort of getting kind of down in the dumps, and you were like, let's not lose sight of what happened in the game. The Lakers were up 40. Like, you know, you, right. that, that's a testament to their talent. I feel like what's happening, though, and you can you can, you can can tell me if you don't feel this way, but I feel like mm-hmm. the Lakers are kind of setting me up so that the only way I'll be satisfied <laughs> is with a championship. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it, it's like uh, you know, it, it'd be different if we were, if I was watching these games and like, you know, they were just blasting teams and like, you know, they, at the end of the day, sorry, at the end of the season, if something happens in the playoffs and the Lakers lose, it's like, damn, you know, like the Lakers really did not deserve to get knocked out in the, in, you know, in the Western Conference Finals because I watched, mm-hmm. you know, 82 games of that team like going, you know, pedal to the floor super hard, but it's not like that. Like, no. you know, I feel like if I watch this team lose in the playoffs, I'm going to be like, like, I'm gonna be like, this is your fault, guys. Like y'all, like y'all didn't take it seriously. Like instead of, and I don't, I don't want to feel that way. Like I, I feel like when it, when, when June comes, I'm gonna be like, yeah, y'all better be here because y'all f-ed around against the Phoenix Suns on January first. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, pl- playoffs can't get here sooner. We miss playoff Rondo. Oh god. <laughs> well, uh, Rick, to your point, it's kind of weird how quickly we've kind of just. Um, thrown away what the one seed means, right? Mm-hmm. Like Lakers Twitter doesn't even care about that anymore. Like I tweeted out, we're three games ahead in the f- for first place in the West. Like who cares? We lost to the Clippers. I'm like, bro, that still matters. Like that's the whole point of doing this regular season, right? Is to get first place, get home court. I think that still should mean something. I don't, I don't think like you should just throw that away because we lost to the Bucks and Clippers at home. Like we should still keep perspective of, perspective of where we're at um, in terms of 
the rest of the league. I mean, we're like one game behind the Bucks, who I feel like never lose at all, which is really strange. Well, to be fair, if Lakers play Clippers in the playoffs, home court won't really matter. It'll be home court regardless for the Lakers. But it, advantage in the same way, though, but, your point is valid because like they still got to get there. Like if the Lakers are the number yeah. one seed, they they got to get to us. Uh, and I, I'd much rather be playing, you know, the Spurs, uh, mm-hmm. rather than, I don't know, I don't know who's in, who's in seven right now, but, um, so I think, I think it's your, your point is valid. Like we can't miss the, the forest for the trees, so to speak. Like it sucks that the right. Lakers gave up a 36 point lead, but like, damn, you're right. They're three and a half games ahead and I'd much rather play the jazz or the, the thunder or the Spurs than the, than the Rockets or the Mavs, you know? Mm-hmm. And- but, like, one of the good things, too, is, like, the Lakers have proven that they can win on the road. Like, most of their losses that ha- have happened this year were at home, I think. Right. All, I think all of them, except for the Bucks one, was at home. Or away. Wait. At home. Yeah, sorry. I had to... I <laughs> <on the> <laughs> no, no, you're right. The only loss on the road was the Bucks, and then the Clipper game, which I guess was a road game. So, they're, that's the only two losses on the road that they have. Yeah. It's weird. I trust this team like just as much on the road as 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 I do at Staples. I do the same exact way. Mm-hmm. So in in a weird way, even more on the road. Yeah. What What's weird too is like you kind of have a sense of like, how is this team gonna like come back and win if they're like in a hole or find themselves in a deficit, as opposed to like the last few years. Not to say it's Luke Walton's fault. It it was. Um, <laughs> where it's kind of just like, okay, how are they gonna screw this up? Right. But hey, that's what happens when we have a good coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love me some Jason Kidd. Oh, oh come sorry, on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> that dude was like literally like you could see like he he was like in a good mood when like the lead was dwindling and like he was just like looking <laughs> or he was just like he was looking bogle down and it was just like Oh yeah, this. It, it was like full on Captain Phillips, like I am the captain now, kind of, sort of. Soon, very soon. <laughs> he always has. A, I mean, he's an assistant coach, so of course he has this, but he always has a notepad um, <laughs> that he's taking notes on during the game, and I always imagine it's just notes about Vogel, <laughs> just about like it's just literally a diary, just about like soon I'll have Vogel's job. <laughs> Lakers down seven with four minutes left. I can see, I can see the finish line closer. Hey, does that tattoo on your arm say "Die Frank Die"? No, no, no. That's German for the Frank. The. <laughs> I, I don't know where we go from there. <laughs> Shout out to the old Simpsons. I, I'm not nearly as well versed in the Simpsons yeah. as I would uh, as I would uh, like to be, to be honest. Oh well, yeah. That was that's a. Uh, that's a conversation for another time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Rick, you should, uh, on January 4th, you should come with us to the Clippers-Grizzlies game. You want to buy him a ticket? <laughs> now you can drive out. I, I hope it's in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wait, what, what else was uh, on the... Uh, docket besides um jehovah's witness calls in <laughs> and uh us ruminating on the fact that this team kind of uh you know has a penchant of being a little complacent when they're up big 
Well, one thing I thought was interesting is I completely forgot this until the game started. Uh, mm. Monty Williams rejected the Lakers coaching job. <laughs> <laughs> and that I still don't be- I still don't believe blows that. my mind. I, I forgot and I was looking at him and I was like, Do you think he's pissed right now? Do you think like do you think he's like I could be number one in the West? <laughs> I remember people were eating that up. Like the Lakers are just such a low that Monty Williams is even rejecting and I was like, I don't think that happened, yeah. but is what it is. Well, would the Lakers be better with Williams more than Vogel? What do you guys think? I feel like it's impossible to say. Like there's there's like no answer to that. But I'm just because Vogel's a coach now, I'm gonna say Vogel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would, and I think Vogel's a better defensive coach than Monty is, and I, I like the defensive identity that this team has had, and I don't think mm-hmm. it's very hard to go better than twenty seven and seven and first in the West. I think that would be that's a lot better to ask. So I don't think he'd be better. Maybe he could do the same thing, but I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think you hit it on the head. Twenty-seven and seven. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I don't care about any butterfly effect. What, what could have happened? Because um, because somebody on Twitter is going to be like, well, well, we could be, we could be twenty-five and nine, but with wins against the Clippers. So you know, I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite pleased with where we are right now. Despite the 36 point lead dwindling to two, did it get to? It didn't no. get to two. No, like, it got to uh, eight. Yeah, it was the closest. I mean, I was like, did I black out? The math is. <laughs> it felt like two, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. It felt like we were down. Yeah, uh, honest to God. <laughs> no, Darren Collison. Um, <laughs> I think that's a great place to end. <laughs> Uh, any final thoughts on the on the game or or Monty Williams' uh, job availability? <laughs> uh, uh, really quick, we play the Pelicans next. Um, Brandon Ingram, uh, I've been on the island for a while. I think I think I can leave now. It's a full functioning city that seems to be headed for an All Star game. So I think I've done my job on Brandon Ingram Island. Um, I don't know what island I'm going to go to next, but whichever it is, I'll make sure that it's functioning when I leave. So, Brennan Ingram Island is livable, and it has great conditions now. So, uh, I'll say my piece with it. Unwritten rules. Around the Baines Peninsula. Urban developer. <laughs> <laughs> gentrifier. <laughs> Basketball gentrification. <laughs> Can't wait till we get a hold of Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Oh man. Well, uh I for one will be hoping for uh Brandon Ingram to have like a 40 point triple double in a 20 point loss. So <laughs> I said that the other day and I think someone tweeted at me saying like not the other day, last time they played the Pelicans and someone tweeted back at me saying, "Why would you want someone to score 40 on the Lakers?" And I was like, "Because it's my son." <laughs> <laughs> also like no BS if if Brandon is shooting enough times to get 40 then I think we're going to be in good shape. Like, if their whole plan is just, like, give Brandon Ingram the ball. That's basically what their plan is right now. Like, if you watch Pelicans games, that is what's going on. Like, they're literally just like, here, Brandon, go play one-on-one and, like, give us some wins. And they won, like, four in a row doing that. Lonzo's also been, um, yeah. he played a really good game last game. Yeah. They've, they've thrown him back in the starting lineup, and I think they've done well since then. Yeah. It was also hilarious. So the Lakers break this. Oh. 
Sorry, go ahead. My bad. I, I was just wanted to say about Lonzo. It was also hilarious that he ended with like 31, 10 rebounds and eight assists. And then the next day they gave him two assists. So he, <laughs> they had to celebrate his first Pelicans triple double like 24 hours after the fact. <laughs> I was like, this is the most Lonzo ball shit I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I've never seen that before where they, they give someone two assists. I've always seen like one stat here and there, but never two on the same column. Uh, it must have been a, a rough night in the uh, in the NBA <laughs> stat room that night. <laughs> what, what do you guys think? The Lakers break the streak? Yes, a hundred percent. They better. <laughs> <laughs> I could sense the anger in your voice. <laughs> He's off Ingram Island. He's not giving damn anymore. <laughs> No, I still support offshores. Like I still, I still make sure it's doing well. I don't need to live there anymore. It's doing well. You launder your money in banks on Ingram Island <laughs> instead of Swiss accounts. It's like Ingram Island accounts. Like that's what. It's the same place you hide all your Dinwiddie dollars. <laughs> did he ever? Did he ever get accepted to do that? I don't think so. I don't no. believe so. I don't think. I think that's going to be a point of contention for a while. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hopefully the Lakers make us proud. Um, hopefully Brandon Ingram makes us proud also. Um, I feel like Josh Hart is going to shoot 20 times, honestly. <laughs> but is he, wait, is he, is he healthy again? Has he been playing? Yeah, he has. Yeah. Okay, cool. Time to pick him up in fantasy then. Go right ahead. I was actually really frightened because Jonathan Isaac hurt himself today, and I, I thought it was I was about to drop him immediately after I saw the video, and then he's like day to day, and I'm like, well now I'm gonna sit this dude on my bench for forever. So. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you get better soon, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Isaac is also super religious, so maybe I don't know. You know that that story about Jonathan Isaac inviting his teammates makes me sad every time I think about it. <laughs> They're like, no, we're not going to come see you talking at church. Like, that's, that's not happening. Not one teammate went. Yeah. Rick, do you know what we're talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And I just want to say that Darren Collison would have gone. <laughs> I would love Jonathan Isaac on the Lakers. Jesus. Um, oh, man. All right. Well, since we're just I mean, fantasizing like about other players, Giannis would be amazing <laughs> on the Lakers. Could you imagine Embiid as our five? With Giannis and Jonathan Isaac. What are we doing here? Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh. Well, this has degraded in a very classy way. <laughs> so before we go too off the rails, this has been the forum. Peace. Peace. Paul Pierce. <laughs>